Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. We have three different stories for you today. Welcome to Bachelor Rush Hour. Alrighty, we are moving it and also grooving it this afternoon. Hope you're doing well on this Tuesday. It's December 13th. We are less than two weeks from Christmas. Everyone getting what they want out of the holidays? Maybe a well-placed moment under the mistletoe at the company Christmas party? You putting the ho-ho-ho back into Santa Claus? Is he putting it in? Okay. All right. We're getting weird. Let's do it. All right, folks. Uh, I've got... Uh, I've had I've had kind of a weird day. I'm not really into astrology, but if um, if someone told me that, you know, Jupiter's rising and you're going to be very bitter, then I'd be like, you know what? I feel pretty bitter, but I've worked it out um, on the Patreon today, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Talk to the audience a lot about, you know, some of the things that got me going. You know, we want to find success, but we always want to do it on very specific terms. And maybe the secret that I'm learning is that the terms aren't necessarily written by me. You know, be uh, be uh, you know, be the vessel, you know, the old whitewater rapids raft, paddle down the river as hard as you can, and don't be afraid if it goes in a different direction. I guess that's what we need to learn is to detach from the outcome while putting the work in. And I guess the biggest kind of concern that I've had is that I want to make sure I'm not. I, I guess I'd say this. I want to make sure I'm watering all of my plants. I want to make sure that I'm taking care of my health. I want to take, make sure I'm taking care of my other creative pursuits. And I cannot be trusted. My brain, my executive brain, whatever my neuro uh, diverse or lack thereof, uh, you know, hardwiring is, I cannot be trusted without a boss to make it all happen. I, I, you know, and I guess I think we all have that problem. I think it's very relatable, especially for the people working from home. And, you know, uh, a lot of times the jobs we do involve our social media, especially as freelancers. So it's like, how do you promote the old Instagram business without falling down some rabbit hole of comparing yourself to others? And they say, oh, you know, to come, what do they say? Uh, you know, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Did I mess that up? (laughs) Yeah, I think I did. The point being is that Social media and other aspects of intertwined technology can be a way to really help us grow, but it can also, you know, be there as a sort of psychological experiment to help us ruminate and compare ourselves to someone else's, uh, you know, highlight reel. And I guess what we need to learn is that we just need to try our best and take time to restore every single day. I mean, we take time to sleep at night. You know, I've introduced this past year drinking more water. I got one of those giant water jugs you've seen, and I try to drink more water every day. I'm trying to make my body, my vessel, my ship as buoyant and as ready to take on the storm known as life. And I don't really drink much anymore. I never had a problem, so I don't quit drinking. I can still drink here and there. Um, But it's that time of year where we're loading up on sugars, which really make it hard for me to kind of make any sort of executive decisions. And I think with several weeks left in 2022, it's the appropriate time that we just look at our business, our life, our friends, family, social circles. What output did we get this year? And rather than be super hard on ourselves, which I've, you know, I'll, I'll, I've been known to be my own worst critic, uh, which you'd be surprised if you saw some of my DMs. <laughs> I'm like, wow, these are really mean DMs, but uh, the things I'll tell myself. Uh, but, you know, time to evaluate so that we can readjust and recoup and then reemerge 
a better version of ourselves. That's what it is all about. All right, well, let's get into it. Three stories for you today. The first one is a barrel scraping. I guess they're all barrel scraping. Enjoy the scraping of this barrel on today, December 13th, 2022. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. into the story. So Molly MacArthur 3, apparently Molly MacArthur 1 and 2 were taken. Molly MacArthur 3, with a pretty sizable TikTok following here, has posted a quick little TikTok as you do, and it has ruffled some feathers of Bachelor Nation. So let's jump right into it. Here it is. It says, um, and I'm going to probably have to play it without the audio here. The bios are the uh, title says, oopies, I dragged his name because of the dirt I found. And of course, now we're having trouble playing it. The Bachelor gods do not look favorably on us today. It says, Winnie did an interview for Bachelor in Paradise while we were dating. And of course, the audio is not really important. What is it? A Taylor Swift song in the background? We're not going to play it. When he did an interview for Bachelor in Paradise while we were dating. And of course, when you go through the comment section, you'll realize that the person she's exposing only did an interview for Bachelor in Paradise, which means there isn't too much to this story. But then it gets a little more interesting, at least for barrel scraping, where we have Holly Allen, verified, says, Mine convinced me Bachelor Winter Games was solely about sports and went on it. Hey, honey, no, it's going to be a cardiovascular activity. I'm going to be competing for the heart and soul of the, you know, um... And then Molly responded, it is a sport for them. And then the commenters were wondering who it must be. Molly said, I don't think mine got past the interview process. Bless his heart. And as we know, this year we had Eric Schwer, who was engaged to... And by the way, Eric Schwer was at the holiday party I went to. I so desperately just wanted to say hi to him. I didn't, but I really wanted to. I know he's had a tough year for different reasons, but uh, you know the main one being that his father passed away. It's the holidays. It's got to be tough for anyone to lose their their parent and then of course have to deal with the holiday season regardless of what your opinions of them may be so then when i went to go say hi to him he like was gone and i was like oh man i should i just wanted to say hey man you know wishing you the best i don't know you know you don't want to be pushy or whatever uh but either way uh eric shore was dating somebody in like january whatever the whatever the timeline may be and in the text messages exposed by his ex, he was considering going on Bachelorette, which of course he then did. And uh, the ex was like, oh my gosh, how could you consider going on this if you're with me? And it's like, well, he just wasn't that into you. And the same thing could be said for Holly Allen here. And um, of course the uh, lady, um, uh, what's her name? Mar- uh, what's her name here? Uh, Molly MacArthur. Because of the deal is, if someone likes you enough, they're not going to go on a reality dating show. But in today's world of casual dating, sometimes you don't have the relationship to find and you don't know how serious someone is. Well, so here's Holly Allen, Miss Holly Allen. She said, one time I didn't win Big Brother. So she's clearly got some clout and fame to her. A half a million followers on TikTok, not bad. But with a simple Google search, we can see who the guy was that told her Bachelor Winter Games was just a competition and not about uh, anything relationship-wise. Luke Pell, Luke P, one of the Luke P's, Luke Pell is back with his ex-girlfriend after splitting from Stacy Stassi on Bachelor Winter Games. Should I know who this is? This is the one season I never followed. Leave a comment. Is it worth me rewatching? Sometimes there's more than what you see on TV, the Bachelor Winter Games star wrote on Instagram. This article's four years old. 
four, almost five years old. So clearly they're not together now. Luke has someone special in his life and he's not afraid to show it off. On Wednesday, the reality star made things Instagram official with his girlfriend, Holly Allen, almost a month after the demise of his relationship with his Bachelor Winter Games co-star, Stacey Yar... Oh boy. Yarum Yarumchuk. Let's just Google her. Because again, like I said, this was a season that I did not watch. So here's... Um, uh, am I pronouncing this right? Nastasia, a.k.a. Stacy Yarumchuk. Uh, is that a Slavic? I'm not really sure. Either way, uh, let's see. She became particularly close to Luke Pell during Winter Games, but the two ended their relationship on the show. So you kind of have a you know similar, possibly, to an Aaron Clancy situation where he goes on the show, and um, I, wonder, I wonder how you could write it off. I wonder if you, if you could say, hey, you know... I'm just playing a character on the show. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. But I wonder if he's like, no, everything's quote unquote scripted. I'm playing a character. I'll go on to the Bachelor Winter Game single and I'll leave single. And whatever happens in the meantime, that's just something on the payroll. I mean, technically, it is a business expense. You know, I'm not here defending Luke Pell. Uh, but what was interesting in this article is that he got back with his ex which was Holly Allen. And over here, Holly Allen says, mine convinced me Bachelor Winter Games was solely about sport and went on it. So Holly Allen here doesn't admit to being broken up. Again, does it matter? I got to tell you, there's never been anything that's mattered less than this story. And yet here we are. End of the year, wrapping up some loose ends, things from five years ago still being tied in. This is why I always say if the show ended today, I think I'd still have about 10 years worth of content. You know what I mean? We'd be talking about Eric Schwarz's second wife and the kids they have. And, the, and then we'd have Ari Jr.'s kids are now contestants on Bachelor, you know, or whatever the new show is. Love is blind. Love is uh, deaf. I don't know. What, whatever, you know, they've got one of those shows coming up. All right. So anyway, that's the Luke Pell story. They're no longer together. But here, I guess, Luke is with Stacy, Nastasia. And um, Pell said that after filming wrapped, he and Stacy had a heart-to-heart -heart in which they spent hours talking about life and that they weren't going to have a future. She denied any such conversation. So clearly, they never got on the same page. We're together. Um, so here's what he said about Alan, Holly Allen, who of course is now no longer together, I'm assuming. We're together now and stronger than ever. I'm in love with her. I'm just thankful that going on the show helped me to find where my heart really was and who my heart was with. Hey, honey, no, I needed to go on a dating show that I told you was a competition show so that I could find out that I actually liked you. I had to bang somebody else so that I could find out that I actually liked you. You want me to get tested? Okay. Um, so that's where they're at. And uh, do we have any other uh, stories here? Oh, yeah. I want you guys to check this out. I posted this yesterday on Tasha's channel. Revolve, you probably know. We have a large female audience here. A lot of people know Revolve. It's like a clothing company. My wife uh, is like an ambassador, kind of influencer with them. And we went to their winter fashion event. And I posted the video on her channel if you want to check it out there. They made snow and all these crazy things in the winter. Rachel Lindsay was there. I know pretty much every Bachelor person has been. A bunch of former leads go. So if you want to check out um, our time there, There'll be a link in the comment section below. And just for fun, because that story was a big nothing burger, here's Hunter uh, talking about her time on Bachelor in Paradise. So the only other person that I kind of was like, maybe She's adorable, was by the way. actually Jacob. <laughs> right, so no. Hunter was interested in Jacob. Was he one of the twins? Oh, I know I this know. because, no. Or was he the Lyft driver? I can't even remember. <laughs> Please. Um, I, I remember this because the first rose ceremony, when everything started to kind of hit the fan, 
I was like, I need to find Hunter a rose. I need to find a rose immediately. And I was like, Jacob. So I was like, okay, Hunter, go talk to Jacob. Like, let's set it up. Yeah, Jill actually came to me. She was like, Jacob said that he was interested in you. Go talk to him. And I was like, well, I don't want to be like a rose hunter, but also like. By the way, Joe's watching a World Cup match right now. I guess I'll like have a conversation with him, see how it goes. Yeah, he had a lot on his plate. It was fine, um, but he had also mentioned, he was like, well, you know, I might give a rose to uh, uh, Kira. I might give a rose to Haley. I uh, I love when women do men, like, bro voices. I just, uh, <laughs> I might give a rose to Jesse Palmer. <laughs> he does them like it's one of those gas station inflatable things. <laughs> I'm, I'm like... All right, so you're, like, you're done. You're done. We need Hunter to become a larger part of the Bachelor community because she actually has the like stage presence and sense of humor and charisma to like drive podcasts. But we haven't seen like a fully fleshed out story with her. Right? She hasn't made it into like the serious contender range. So bring back Hunter. Didn't, didn't mention Lace, but that's who we ended up with. I'm like, wait, what? what if we had a podcast called Bachelor Hunting Season? And it's Hunter stars in it, and they decide who they think they should pair up, and they kind of like treat it like uh, they're looking at elk. I don't know. Are Who are you? Shoot your shot with Hunter. Okay. <laughs> I could go on all day. I'm making gold over here. They're throwing a slop. Shoot your shot with Hunter. That's a new podcast idea. Um, I'm going to completely trademark it. Hunter, uh, reach out to me if you'd like to be a part of it. All right. I got to make sure I'm laughing, you know, at my own stupid jokes or else I'm not going to have fun here. So they might not all land with you, but I'm all about hunting season here. All right. And speaking of hunting, Katie Thurston has been rumored to have a new man. Let's see if she can hit bullseye with this guy. <laughs> Here's the guy. There he is. Nick Olenhuth. Am I pronouncing that right? Nick Olenhuth? He's from season three of The Circle, and we're going to see if um, if Katie uh, would will breach the circle. I have a good circle pun for you. Either way, no point to a circle. Hey, folks, am I right? Oh All right. So anyway, God. here's what he posts. Favorite person you met at the ball, and then right there over there, at Katie Thurston. So could it be, wrong button, could it be that there's a little something happening here? A little 12 days of giving, if you will. All right. Cold in the stocking. Either way. So here's here's his uh, Instagram. Now, here's what's making me really think there might be something going on here, is that in nowhere in the verified comments do we have Katie Thurston commenting on his post, uh, which makes me think there might be an effort to keep this thing on the DL. Um, but uh, let's, uh, let's dive into it. So here's what he posted on his stories. Back from Los Angeles, ask me anything, which by the way, oh, here it is. Hold on. The ball. This is a tough one because I didn't. I thought he deleted this, but here it is. I did meet so many people. There were a ton of people from various reality okay, shows. Okay, so he's saying I met all the people in the world. So the one person I was most excited to meet, mainly from Bachelor Nation, but my favorite person. Nah, actually, I don't. I don't have a favorite. Oh wow! I don't have a favorite. But when we look into it, he tags Katie Thurston. Would you ever move to L.A.? Planning on Airbnb in various places to see what I like. All right. Well, there it is, folks. He's planning to move to Southern California. Uh, we know Katie. Would lives I ever in move to L.A.? Well, funny you say that. Basically, my lease in Austin is going to end soon. And then once that ends, I think I'm going to Airbnb in different spots for like a month at a time. So I'll probably live in L.A. How about you Airbnb KT? for a month, live in San Diego for a month, North Carolina, like just bop around and see what I like so yeah if I like LA after a month I feel like that's enough time to figure out like if you really like a place I might move I'm not opposed 
All right. Well, if you're not opposed, do me a favor. DM me if you want some actual insight into Los Angeles. Been here for almost a decade now. All right. You don't want to, because if you hit the wrong neighborhood, you're never going to want to move here. You know what I mean? We put all the tourists on Hollywood Boulevard and in Venice. All the tourists like, I don't know. LA was kind of gross. Yeah. We didn't tell you the good parts. Okay. (laughs) Because you, anyway, I said when you go to New York, I didn't like New York City. We sent you to the M&M store. (laughs) Do I think fame changed me? Well, let's be honest. The word fame is a bit of a stretch here, okay? I'm like a Z-list celeb. Um, Self-aware. Very good. But I do think, I think if anything changed, I think I am more willing to be, like, goofy in public. Because that's kind of how I was on the circle. And I think that's a good thing. Other than that, it didn't really change too much. I mean, some occasional funky dms that i would never get otherwise but other than that pretty much nothing changed all right so he was goofy on the circle i don't even know what the circle's about do you what is this listen what is the circle about um about here let's see what is the circle status and strategy collide in this social experiment and competition show where online players flirt befriend and catfish their way toward 100 oh this is the online show this came out i think during the pandemic very nice all right let's continue with his stories and then i'm going to share what marie claire said about him what are you doing currently work related as my subscribers already know i actually just signed a new job offer a couple days ago i'm going to wait until i actually start working before i say what it is i'm still i'll still be a project Manager Hurra! Ein neues Team im Dating-Wettkampf. Colleen und Chanel. Absolutely no idea what they're saying in this video, but yes, I went on a German reality TV date with one of these women. Valentina und Mel, die aus der Show geflogen sind, weil sie schlauer waren. Oh, Show geflogen. Sie dachten, dass die Regeln nur für... I'd go on a reality German show just to eat their food. Danke schön for all of those uh, Stroop waffles they got over there. <laughs> all right, so anyway, some of the comments from people are actually really much shipping, as the kids say, shipping the two if they are uh, for each other. He was a really good player on the circle, but I personally... Okay. Um, uh, someone said they got icky vibes from him, so that wasn't the comment I wanted to read. But I can see him and Katie getting along well. OMG, I came here to post about this. I find him so charming and such a hottie. I love this. I'm also a big-time Katie stan, so this is the stuff for me. Both obnoxious, but still somehow likable. <laughs> That's what I, I like. I like what I hear. Obnoxious, but lovable in a way. Yeah, be, be, uh, be as obnoxious as you can possibly be. And here are some photos we got from Getty Images here. Uh, Katie with Sarah Trot, and then we've got Kendall Long and her fiance. We know just made a video yesterday that she moved to Germany, and I didn't even see that she was at the um, the, uh, the ball. And there we have um, uh, Anna Redman um, uh, hanging out. Oh, geez, I'm, I'm blanking on names here. Oh, my gosh, I feel so terrible. Then, uh, of course, there's Anna and Katie. I remember they were both – remember, didn't they fight with each other? Didn't they have a fight? Was it them that were getting picking on and there was bullying happening on Matt James season? Either way, who cares? Who is Nick on The Circle Season 3? He's about to be your new favorite reality star. We'll see if he's Katie's favorite reality star. What do you get when you combine dogs, lacrosse, and tech? A douchebag. No. Big Nick energy. Nick, oh, did his mom write this? <laughs> Nick Ullenhuth. Enter season three of The Circle with his own unique brand of charm and chutzpah that quickly makes him major competition on the Netflix social media competition. Here's everything we know about The Circle contestant, and be warned, you may have just found your new favorite reality star. Who is Nick, a 27-year-old from Seattle, Washington? Oh, Katie's from Washington, right? Or, yeah, Pacific Northwest. Currently based in Texas. Clearly a brainiac boasting a computer science from MIT. All right, he's a smart guy. That's good. Smart and good looking with a job. <laughs> Sign me the F up. How does Nick do on the circle? Um, I don't want to spoil that. Um, 
do do do. I don't really care about the circle, but here he is. I guess this is his promo. What's up? I'm Nick. I'm 27 years old. I have a degree in computer science from MIT, and now I work at a big tech company. Nice. Tech bro who can wear a bow tie. Oh, yeah. All the ladies are like, oh, my God. Nick, Good body. Nerdy to me. <laughs> I'm like, I got you. All right. So he's got that tech. This is, you know, to be quite honest, I feel like this is a combination a lot of women want. You've got techie nerd but also good looking like you never want a guy who knows how good looking he is you know what i mean you want a guy who's like i'm kind of, you know i wasn't picked first in kickball in fourth grade but i grew into my looks so i so i'm still smart you know um is that right <laughs> am i wildly inaccurate i feel like i can talk about my gender that way um let's see let's finish off what he's got here not gonna be a hundred percent myself I'm going to de-emphasize everything that relates to brains or being smart or computers. That would make them see me as a threat. Oh, uh, this dude is an evil mastermind. All right, so he played it goofy so he wouldn't come off as a threat. Okay. Now, I guess the problem in relationships now, it's like, all right, if you did well on the circle, would, the, would your partner then think you're manipulating them in real life? I don't think so. How can you follow Nick? So there he is. Okay, yeah. All right, so Katie and Nick can go to Mariners games together. I don't know how this story slipped my radar. It's a few days old, but here's Nick Vile, and he's commenting on his hit podcast he did with Victoria and Greg. Of course, we then hear from his paid employees what they think, or at least what they think on the clock, and uh, I'll share my opinion on the matter. Enjoy. All right. This story is interesting. I've never promised that I would be done with it. Uh, When are you going to be done covering the story? Well, when people stop talking about it and it's a slow time of year. So Nick obviously had his most watched podcast ever when he had Victoria and Greg on. And this is his sort of response to that all. And we're going to talk about it now. Uh, Victoria posted, I love you. And then he's like, I love you too. STFS, STFU and kiss me, which means shut the front door and kiss me already. So there they are doing the kissing and they got tattoos and the whole nine yards, the first Christmas together. And some people are saying unpopular opinion, but I love them together. And others are agreeing and disagreeing. And some people are going, you got to be kidding me. What? No, this is toxic. And this is loving. And it's like, look, you get to decide to follow or unfollow. That's where it's at. But anyway, let's have a listen to what Nick said following his award-winning interview. I guess quickly just sum up or uh, recap the Victoria and Greg interview that uh, everyone seemed to enjoy and listen to. Well, everyone listened to. I, most of you seem to enjoy it. But yes. um, I empathize with both of them. I can put myself in both of their shoes. I've been Johnny before. I can put myself in the shoes of his guest who has to sit through this. <laughs> She's like, why did you bring me on the show? Before, I've been Victoria before. Uh, that That's my main kind of take on, on the interview. I just don't think it's that hard to believe. Mm-hmm. A 29-year-old Victoria went on a beach and met a guy she didn't even know existed, was in a bubble, got engaged uh, in less than three weeks, and quickly found out that this relationship wasn't for her. Yeah. And tried to get out of it, but it was very difficult because breakups are messy. And it's also not hard to believe that a 25-year-old Johnny was resistant to wanting that relationship to end. And they both had to, once they left the beach and got into the real world, they both knew that. Like, no matter what happened between them, they would have to face a live, well, not a live, well, a live studio audience. So I'm just, sorry, little peanut butter on me. I'm, by the way, my microphone smells like peanut butter and hope. Um, never smell a microphone. Uh, it smells like a, okay, you know, braces. Okay, so 
I, I'm rejecting his premise. He's saying, look, everyone goes through hard times and this and that. And she went on a beach. She thought she loved him. She didn't. That's not really the problem. The problem people have is, was there emotional cheating? Was there ready to fall back on someone else when he's now available? That type of thing, which we'll never know the answer to. But, you know, that's just what it's like. No one's saying that you might regret what happens after three weeks of meeting someone on the beach. I think we can all agree with that. Mm. And be interviewed by Jesse Palmer and talk about like what's been going on. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure for both of them. And I'm sure that both played a role in their decision. Yeah. I just don't think it's all that complicated or that conspiratorial. Is conspiratorial yeah. a word? Did I say that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I just really, I really don't think that, you know, like mm -hmm. Victoria is a smart person that much I know. And like, what was her big plan? You know, if, if it was some sort of plan or like, you know, to go and to have something going on with Greg, Greg doesn't come to like fake an engagement and then she was going to break up with Johnny the whole time. No, I think that's more, that's looking into it too far. And I, and I get the idea that usually conspiracies in most cases are like just fan fiction and the truth is more, more basic. The truth is here, my, my thought of what actually went down is in, 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 in most like the most likely scenario is that Victoria leaned on friends when things weren't going well with Johnny. One of those people ended up being Greg. And even if she consciously told herself she wasn't going to move on to Greg, that's exactly what happened. And look, maybe maybe we need to ditch the term emotional cheating. You know, maybe real, like actual hard-nosed cheating didn't happen. But maybe there is a scenario where they didn't define the breakup. And that's kind of like where the semantics are. We're like, we broke up early September. We broke up late September. She was already texting so-and-so. Why, you know, she, she initiated the conversation with Greg. So while they might be in the complete absolute, like, right, I think it would just be nice to address, like, look, we understand the optics do not look good. That's it. And then go to Nally's it's birthday kind of, party. And, by the way, and it's kind of like how the optics with Katie Thurston and John Hersey didn't look good. Now, I, I have some, I'm pretty close to that scenario. One might say I'm close to that scenario the way Nick is to, to the scenario with Greg Grippo. So I understand that. I understand the bias that exists there. I don't believe Katie had any emotional cheating or, or any a desire to cheat. I just feel like she, that she had a void that was filled by John Hersey. He kind of came into a place and he was right guy, right moment type of deal. That's probably what happened with Victoria with in Greg, right guy, right moment. But also she had contacted him beforehand. The timeline's a little bit more fleshed out here with it being a little bit like on the nefarious side, or at least on the side of like, don't pretend like it wasn't like a fallback plan at my house where there's a bunch of bachelor people and hope that no one talks. You know what I'm saying? Mm. She was always honest with Johnny. Like it was her big plan to like tell Johnny about Greg and then tell Johnny that she called him. Like, yeah. I know it's messy, but like, what was the plan? But like, I, it's messy, but take the cameras outside of it. This is happening in every bar in New York city, Boston college. Like this is a situation that happens daily with the cameras taken out of it. It's not this big, dramatic, like, telenovela, like, just because cameras are involved and yeah. there was an engagement after three weeks. That doesn't happen all the time. So what they're not addressing, and Layla said this here, is that in Nick's defense, to be the devil's advocate, he did say that she tried to end the relationship and he resisted it. Yeah, again, we have that side of the story, and then we have Johnny's side who said, no, we were still very much working on it. And that's where we don't know. Nick doesn't know. 
I don't know. We don't know. We have one side saying we had officially ended it, and the other side saying, I went to Nashville to visit you. You were at an Airbnb with this guy. We were still working on things. So what's the truth? Who the hell knows? But they're not arguing. They're they're basically arguing that everything that Victoria said was fact here, and I'm arguing the fact of it being, well, these are their opinions. We don't have any set receipt that that proves this these are normal emotions and feelings that people go through every single day but like i said kind of similar to the kardashians people are so invested in it because they feel like they know these people which is totally understandable and makes great tv great ratings and great podcasts but at the end of the day obviously he's gonna have a little bit of resentment towards her like when your ex moves on first whether you're on after the final rose or sitting on your friend's couch talking talking shit, you're going to be a little like, oh, like, well, that was fast. Like all the, and not only was it fast, Johnny had said, and Victoria had said that Victoria wanted to call Greg when she got engaged to Johnny and Johnny let her call. Of course, Johnny doesn't have any control over her. He said, all right, call Greg. And the big question people have is like, why would Victoria need to call Greg? In what scenario if she's not really friends with the guy or whatever, would she need to call Greg when she's in, now engaged to Johnny? Wouldn't a quick DM do? That's just my thought. That's kind of like, these are the types of things people look at and they go, mm. when, I, when I decided to date Tasha, I didn't have to call anybody else to let them know I'm dating. You know, you know what I mean? These types of things. But at the end of the day, I think it's very normal. And I think actions speak louder than words and actions speak louder than notes app apologies on Instagram. And if Greg and Victoria are going to work out, great. They're just going to continue doing what they're doing. And I don't think it's the end of the world. I think they both presented themselves great on the show. I think they both told their story. I was going to ask, did you watch the reunion the, of yes. Bachelor in Paradise? Yes. What like PR advice would you have given Johnny and what PR advice would you have given Victoria before entering that? I'll answer before the other person does because I like talking PR. With Victoria... I wouldn't have done the scorched earth, F everybody else, who cares? I wouldn't have done the part where she started to say the things that Johnny called her. I wouldn't have lashed out at Tyler. I would have let the audience boo me. I would have let them do all that. And that way I would have built more pity with the bigger audience. So I would have let the proverbial audience throw the proverbial fruit and tomatoes at me, knowing it was going to make me look more sympathetic and, 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 and all that. But she didn't take that card. She kind of took the bait when people started booing her. Limbic systems get flared. She gets defensive. She's a pre- it's pretty easy to trigger her in these scenarios because we've seen it on past seasons. With Johnny... I think Johnny did a better PR job. I think he did a better job. I think he probably could have just said, I'm glad I got the I'm glad I got the information I got. I hated that I had to see that you were with him in Rome. All of my fears were exposed and confirmed, but at least now I can move on. That's the best way to to say it, in my opinion. Environment. It's hard because there's a difference between like the public's perception of your relationship and what actually happened, which is at the point of the show. I think from a PR standpoint, they were both really defensive. Yes. And maybe that wouldn't have been my approach. But at the end of the day, if that's your real emotions, PR advice or not, that's how you're going to come off. I would say post finale, my PR advice is to like talk less 
And just like said, like I said, actions speak louder than words. Like, mm-hmm. don't be as defensive. If this is a real relationship between Greg and Victoria, that'll speak for itself. It'll last. Yeah, I think Greg and Victoria are doing a good job now. Just share share your love. No, and there's no hate for, for from me for people sharing their love. I do believe them that they really like each other. I do believe that. I've, I, I'm, I'm the type who like, good, sure. I don't think that was ever part of the concern. Part of the concern was feeling like one guy had his nightmares confirmed, which was the guy I shouldn't be worried about is waiting in the wings. But probably worked out best for Johnny. Last the length of time and then people will be like, okay, well, I guess, I mean, that was kind of weird how it went down, but it worked out and it was great. Exactly. If it works out, people yeah. don't ultimately care. That's what yeah. I told them. And if it doesn't, then, well, it, it won't matter anyway. Yeah, you'll yeah. be more upset about your breakup than this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And-, yeah, and I hate the audience that says, told you so. It's like, yeah, I wish Greg and Victoria all the success. I think it's very healthy that they started talking about their inner child work they're doing and how Greg can help Victoria where she feels like he might run away from her and she doesn't want to be abandoned and vice versa. All these things are so good to see that they're working on that in their relationship. Obviously, from an outsider's point of view, what we've seen with Victoria is she gets highly defensive. She jockeys to play the victim in in these fights where she gets full scorched earth, me versus the world. I get that. I get that personality type. I've been there. I totally understand that. My hope with Greg and Victoria is that when she gets in those moments, that rather than him attack her, not physically, but like emotionally, try to solve it, give her the space to have those reactions she needs to have and and don't make it worse. Don't pour gasoline on it and vice versa. I don't know what triggers Greg, but whatever it is, respect that and help feed each other. I think in any relationship, that's the best way to go. Don't change how the person reacts to things. Just don't make it worse and understand that their reactions, their defensiveness, their insecurities aren't the defining piece of who they are. That's just where they resort to in times of adversity. And rather than make it worse, try to be that home-cooked soup that can help make them feel a little bit better. Best wishes to them and Nick and his girlfriend and everyone else. Best wishes. And best wishes to all of you fine folks out there. I appreciate you watching the podcast or listening to the podcast on your rush hour. It keeps growing. We've been doing it for, what, six weeks now? It keeps growing, which is always what you want to hear. It's growing. Uh, we really want to knock this out of the park in 2023. Make sure to share it with your friends if they enjoy Bachelor Nation news. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all the organic growth that's coming in. Don't forget to hit the review button, follow it, like it, save it, shake it, bop it, pin it. And we will talk to you tomorrow. I've been Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Life Rush goes up and it goes down. I know my mom taught me that I figured why we fool around so little and we keep track of time being so serious idiots thinking it will matter keep me company downtown